Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you have had the most, um, the most amazing week. Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Toy. I am Toy, the podcaster, but I'm also a content creator, blogger, and mental health advocate. All those things, along with being mom and wife. So I have all these different titles. But one thing about me is that I just love encouraging other people while I also encourage myself. Because listen, if you think that I don't speak to myself and make sure that I'm good, you're in the wrong podcast. But we are so grateful. I am so grateful for you tuning in. In addition, if this is your first time, thank you and welcome. Make sure that you listen all the way through. There are nine seasons, all kinds of episodes for all the things. We got mental health, self-care always. We talk about things that happen on this internet streets and just anything that I feel that we need to discuss so that we can be better people because we all know that at least for me, I want to be the best version of myself possible. So that sometimes means being honest, sometimes saying, you know, getting it together and acknowledging faults. But here we are on another Friday, the Friday of Fridays. This is like what, 10 days to Christmas officially today. Now, if you follow me on my socials, I will start the 10 day count, yeah, 10 day countdown starting today. So I will still be posting my regular content, but I will also be posting something that correlates with the 10 days of Christmas. Now I'm not talking about the song. I'm just saying we're just doing a general countdown to Christmas because we are 10 days away and I am not done shopping. Crazy, right? And it is what it is. So today's episode, we do have a guest. But I'm also going to talk about Christmas blues. I'm going to be talking about gospel music for those who have listened to it before, who love it. For those who say, yeah, I used to hear it back in the day when I was a kid. I don't really listen to it anymore. It's all good. There's a beautiful gospel concert happening here in the Philadelphia region. And so I want to make sure that I talk about that and we'll talk about that with our guests. So we have a lot to talk about. We're also going to talk about a couple of Christmas rules because remember I was a little late on the Thanksgiving ones. We're not going to be late this time. So I'm going to have the Christmas rules that we should all abide by. I just want to talk about how was the week for me? The week was pretty good. I had a few um, invites. If you don't know, I do go because I am a content creator. I do get a lot of invites to things that happen in the city. But I know that it's going to slow down because again, we are 10 days to Christmas. I feel like my calendar is already full at this point and I'm pretty much at capacity. The rest of the time will be attending shows because I love to attend them and review them, all the things and spend time with my family. I look forward to spending time with my family and spending time with my nieces, hugging on them, seeing their excitement for the holidays. And I just, that's what I'm looking for. Some downtime, some good food, some good wine and just fun. So I hope that you are going to have some downtime in your life as well, because we're almost to the new year and you know, there's a lot to be celebrated. And listen, there are so many people who are suffering right now. 
and I say this to say that oftentimes, you know, we'll post things and we're having a holly jolly time and our spirits are up, but there are so many people who have lost jobs, so many people who are missing loved ones who are past, so many people who are just not in a holly jolly way. It's not that you have to tune your jolly down to to accommodate their lack of because it because of whatever they got going on, but just be mindful of other people. Be mindful that other people don't have it as blessed as you do. Now, interesting enough, and you've heard me say this before, you know, when I was in my negative Nancy thing, you always want to find a way to complain about anything. You'll complain about complaining, right? And I feel like you have to give five seconds of grace during this season because you don't know what burdens people are carrying. And this is actually one of the hardest seasons out of all year, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, and then there's Christmas. And Christmas is the hardest. And I do mean the hardest time of the year. Um, People reflect, they think about the things that they would want to have done and things that they feel like they have not accomplished. And that could feel heavy. It could feel like you've not done anything with your life. It just has so many different levels. So be kind to other people. Listen, I'm trying my best to be kind all year round, to be kind to people for the most part. Um, even the people who do raggedy things that, I mean, I really be wanting to call them out. And sometimes I do, but I still try to show grace because I remember the days for my own self when my life was not all together. I remember the days when I was making huge major mistakes. I remember the days when I would feel like, I was on an island and nobody, you know, was looking out for me or, you know, thought about me or whatever the case may be. And it's a real feeling to feel overwhelmed. It's a real feeling to feel all these things. So I just say grace people, grace people, that is the biggest Christmas gift you could give someone is to give them grace, give them understanding. Even when you don't understand it, even when it makes no sense, learn to give grace to others. So let's just do that this holiday season. Now let's go over these Christmas rules really, really fast, really, really quick. Um, you know, Christmas does bring people together for the times that you want to enjoy being together with people. And again, just like Thanksgiving, we are gathering around tables and exchanging gifts and doing all these things. First rule of Christmas is one, everybody should be respected. Everybody should be respected. So that means as an adult, I'm going to give my elders the most utmost respect because that's how I was raised. However, everybody can catch these hands. Now, why do I say that? Because most folks, I would hope, are not going to dinner at their family's house and thinking that they got to start fighting or be prepared for fighting. Nine times out of 10, it's always got to be prepared for somebody to say something slick, but don't want a response back. We got to stop that. Listen, I don't know why this is a new phase, a new newfangled thing, but back in the day, you used to have to figure out where, who you were going to square it with, either verbally or physically. And you had to figure out if you were going to take that chance. If you take that chance and you're slick at the mouth to the folks that are trying to just come, have a Christmas ham, have a fa-la-la, throw out a few gifts and just smile and laugh, and you want to destroy Christmas, that's between you and whoever you serve. But for me, knock if you buck. Like stop allowing, stop doing things to people just to get a rise, saying things that, you know, they don't want to hear. Nobody wants to hear what they've done in the past and bring it up every 2.3 seconds on Christmas day or Christmas season. Why are we doing that? We supposed to come together and eat and go about our way. So therefore any elder that continuously asks a thousand and one questions and gets smart and get rude and ignorant and all that, we're going to need you to tune it down. We just need you to tune it down because for the sake of baby Jesus, we're going to take a five second grace moment, but then that second time you're going to get God, be ready for these hands. 
Number two, because we're getting get together again, please mind your own personal uterus, which means 95% of the time it'd be a man that don't have one and there being a woman that already done did what she gonna do with her, stop worrying about what somebody else is doing with theirs. So that means we're not asking women, hey, y'all been married for a year, you've been married for a month, you've been married for a week, you just got married last week when y'all about to have kids because that's none of your concern. Um, you're not going to say y'all been married for 10, 20 years. How come y'all don't have no kids? We're not going to say, oh my God, you're having another kid. We're going to mind our own uterus. We're going to mind our own uterus. Bringing life into this world is one of the most precious things, but it's also the closest to death that you'll ever be. And everybody ain't willing to take that challenge. And quite as it's kept, everybody shouldn't be having out here having all these kids because the reality of it is, is that it's not a walk in the park. Okay. And so we're not going to ask another woman about her uterus, right? Because you don't know what she may have gone through. She might've had a a miscarriage that only her and her husband or her and her, her, you know, significant other have experienced. And here you come asking about when she's going to have a child, bringing up old things or things that are still ripe or still hurtful for her because you have no sense that God gave you. So I'm going to help you with some. So since common sense is no longer free, I'm going to just, you know, and audacity seems to be free, but common sense is not. I'm going to sprinkle a little common sense into your world. Stop asking people about their uteruses. Number three, saying how big somebody is or, Hey girl, you show is big is not a greeting. Let me repeat that. Somebody walks through the door and you say, Hey girl, look at you. You and your big self. That is not a greeting. And I hope that everybody that hears that walks right back out the front door. See, maybe it's just me. And maybe it's just the way my mother taught me. I'm not saying that my dad didn't either, but I'm telling you what, the way my mama taught me, she was a straight shooter, like like it or love it. You may not like it. You may love it. It may be whatever you will, but she taught me to just hit people right where they stand, right? And I'm not talking about physically, but y'all got to start greeting people with, girl, you show is big or you done got so big. Why are we doing that? Like if they're not children, because children, you kind of say that too, and probably shouldn't either, but grown people, and you greeting somebody with who girl you show is big. Do you not know what people, do you know, people know that they're the size that they are like, nobody is going to get like, you're not putting somebody on by saying, Oh my God, look at you. And they just had no clue in the whole wide world. They know. And what they don't need is they don't need you coming in, telling them how big or small you think they have gotten. And let me be honest. 95% of the time, it's always the ones that's big themselves calling on somebody else. The audacity that y'all be using for free. Y'all need to tune that back. Like I said, audacity is free. Why is, are y'all like this? I have no idea, but greeting somebody according to their weight is not appropriate. And even if you've greeted them hello, and then you find a way to talk about their weight, let me reiterate, it's still not appropriate. We don't, I don't, you don't, nobody needs a checker. Y'all are not doctors. You do not have it all together. And like I said, 95% of the people that talk about someone else's weight, guess what they are? They are usually, and I do mean usually the same, having the same issue. Christmas gifts. Not everyone exchanges Christmas gifts. Not everybody wants to exchange Christmas gifts. Not everybody can afford to exchange Christmas gifts. Christmas is for the children, right? Children. Okay. I'm not saying that adults can't indulge because like I love Christmas gifts. I really do. But if you don't live in said house of the people, then nobody outside of your home owes you a Christmas gift. Let me repeat that. 
No one outside of the home you share is responsible for getting you a Christmas gift. So do not send somebody your Amazon wish list in hopes that you're going to get something if they have not agreed that they were going to exchange. This brings me to another sub part of that. Stop adding people into the Christmas exchange list without asking them first. Ask them, do they want to be involved? Do you, we're having this. Do you want to be involved? We're going to get gifts for the adults. Let me just say this. Outside of my siblings, my parents, my grandparents or something like that, every other adult is on your own. I'm not here to finance and I don't expect, and this is the thing. The beautiful part is, is that I don't expect, I give what I want, I want to receive. So I'm not giving gifts and I don't respect to receive gifts. Not because I can't give gifts, not because I personally could not afford them. There's too many adults to buy for. I have three nieces and three children. Then I have a cousin that we treat almost like a nephew. I'm sorry. That's a lot of people to buy just on that. Then I also gift my husband and I have a couple of friends I sprinkle some things on. I don't really have time to be buying all these adults. I have way too many adults that I know, but not a lot that I'm super close to, right? I may know you. We have may known each other forever. Don't mean I'm super close to you. So therefore I have no obligation to purchase you a gift. Stop sending your Christmas list to people who did not ask for it and stop adding people into the Christmas exchange who didn't want to be involved. And they say they don't want to be involved. I, I promise you. They just don't want to be involved. So stop sending your Christmas list to them. They don't care. They don't want to support it. They don't want to be a part of it. And some people can't just afford it. Now to the rest of the folks that have 17, 17 kids like me, I have three children. I have no expectations with my children that I tell them right off the bat, we're going to so-and-so's house for Christmas and stop through. Don't have the expectations of Christmas gifts. If you get something, say thank you, be pleasant. If you get something that's a duplicate, say thank you, be pleasant. Your parents will take care of it on the back end. There is not a time to be like, ooh, I already got this. It's stupid. I already got it. Nobody cares. Nobody. That's not how we roll. Be grateful. It's the, the, the gesture that counts. And when you have 17, 11 kids, you can't expect everybody to just be like, okay, we got to buy it for all three. Like give us a family gift, right? Get us a gift card to the movies and say, hey, this is towards your movie experience. Go have a good time for the family. I'm okay with that. And quite as it's kept, my kids have so much. I had a family member that asked me for my kids list. I couldn't even find anything that we hadn't even already gotten or other people had already had gotten okay or whatever the case may be. And I was just like, you know, if you want, you can just do clothes because they're blessed. And because they're blessed, I tell them, Please tell my kids, don't have the expectation that people are going to buy all three of y'all something. Again, I personally would prefer a whole little family gift or just give the kids something. You know, I'm just, I always preface, you got to let kids know that every house they go to are not have the expectation to buy for every child that comes to their house, right? You go to visit somebody that you don't live with and you just go to stop by and say, happy, you know, Merry Christmas. Does it mean that they are suspected to have stuff for your kids? Rule number four, we are getting together with family means get your kids. That means be cognizant of the fact that you know that your children don't have no type of rule. They don't live by rules. They run around in folks' homes. They go terrorizing the neighborhood like Heathcliff. Get a hold of your children. Get them. Get a hold of them because nobody has time for them to be breaking stuff. And if and when your children does break stuff, don't do the, oh my God. Oh my God, what is this? No, oh my God, my Venmo. Oh my God, my Cash App. Oh my God, the Zelle. 
get your 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 coin to match the fact that you knew your kids was going to go to somebody's house and tear and rip a tear up. So have your coin to match. And if you don't have the coin to match, sit your lovely babies right next to you where you can see them. Let them have a good time, but be on the watch because nobody wants their stuff toe up just because you have kids. And listen, I have three and never not have I ever had a time where they were ripping and literally running through someone's home, tearing up. Never. Because that's not what you do. If they can't rip and tear in your house, don't let them rip and tear at somebody else's. And even if they can rip and tear in your house, everybody don't have the same rule. Get a hold of your children. The next rule, we are in the cold and the flu season. If you are sick, stay thyself home. COVID is still running rampant. If you are sick, stay home. I know you want that Christmas pie that Aunt So-and-so makes us taste so good. I know you want the Christmas ham and be off the chain if you still eat it. However, stay home. We can mail Christmas Christmas gifts. You can get a hold to them when you're feeling well. Don't go into no one's home during the Christmas season and you know you're sick. You got a cold, you got the sniffles, you hacking and barking, hack and bark at your house. Don't go in nobody's house when you're sick. Don't do that. Don't put them people at risk, especially when you have older people or sick or kids. Don't do it. Let me tell you something. My kids have always been like this. They, well, they, no, no, no. They used to be sick, sicker when they were younger because they had asthma and different things like that. And for my kids, colds and things would trigger their asthma. I'm here to tell you, I'm the first one to be like, no, I'm sorry, we can't do visitors today. Sorry, we can't do visitors today. Because their health and my health and anyone else's health is the priority. And if you come through them thresholds, don't come to my house sick. I'm not coming to your house sick. Don't come to my house sick. Christmas gifts can be mailed. And at this point, a lot of times there, if there's gift cards, you could just send it via email. I don't know if anybody knows that, but you could just send the gifts via email. You don't have to show up at somebody's um, humble abode and get everybody sick. Please do everyone a favor and don't get nobody sick. Nobody has time for that. Christmas budgets. Again, everybody don't have it. So if you are doing a gift exchange, please set the limit to like $25, $30. Um, listen, five below. There's all kinds of stores, a good gift card, a $30 gift card to my favorite store, $25 gift card to my favorite store is popping. Please do not go into debt trying to please a bunch of people who won't even know your birthday when it comes to the new year. I promise you don't do it. I do not do it. I'm not spending a low over a certain amount of money on folks, not because I don't have it, but because I just not. And I'm not going into debt. Everything that I use for Christmas is cash and cash only. I'm not charging anything. I'm not, I'm just not going through all these different levels for no Christmas gifts. So let's set that budget. Let's remind ourselves of that budget and stay within the budget. When I shopped for all these children that I need to shop for, I have a certain number in my mind about what it's going to cost. And I'm glad to say every year I have gone under that budget. Why? Because it's important to me personally to make sure that my coin stays aligned because I don't have time to have my money going out the door for your child to have a Christmas gift or your cousin and to have a Christmas gift that they want ain't gonna remember who gave it to them at the end of the night. Number two, they don't even know your birthday, don't even talk to you on a regular basis. You're not that close to to be spending money on folks that don't live outside of your that live outside of your house. So keep the budget worth the worth the budget is going to be. And if you don't have a budget, listen, I get how it may feel embarrassing, it may be hurtful because you want to do more, but I got to be able to live past Christmas day. Like the 26th, they shouldn't be cutting off my lights because I was spending all my money on Christmas stuff. 
they shouldn't be cutting off the source of heat because I was out here splurging and shopping and getting name brand stuff. And I, you know, I got to have this and that Christmas is really not about these gifts. You know, they're nice to have, but they're not about it. So I need y'all to stick to the budget and back to visiting family members. I love all the people. Generally, I love all people. However, if it's going to cost me my mental health, I'm not even going to come and visit. And I would prefer for you. Matter of fact, it ain't even about preferring. You just ain't coming to visit me. Now, what does that mean? Preserving your mental health during this season is extremely important. Let me stress this again. Preserving your mental health is extremely important. I personally did with already a level of anxiety. When something goes crazy and high haywire, I used to cover it up when I was a kid or when I was a, like a junior high, high school, college, I covered up and I could maintain. Now that I've gotten older, I cannot. And so when I'm in the middle of an anxiety moment, I don't and can't and will not cover it up. So people now around me can now see me in this midst of this fight or flight. And if I feel like I'm going to be in a fight or flight because I know you're going to be disrespectful or I know that I'm not ready to see people that I haven't seen in a while because of the things that I'm still trying to get through. I just, I need you to not visit. Now, when you say that you're not going to visit or you're removing certain people out of your life, I think one of my friends posted uh, a quote this week that said, you know, standing on business basically and saying that I'm not going to have a relationship with somebody who, you know, doesn't bring you um, goodness in your life, who doesn't uplift you is very also, um, it, it can be isolating. It can be lonely, right? You have to stand on business because the person just not, doesn't care about your feelings. They're just, you know, they're habitual line steppers. They do what they want to in your regards. And then, so you try to remove yourself from the situation and, but in removing yourself from the situation, you feel isolated. You, you say to yourself, why do I have to feel this isolation, this pain and all of this because so-and-so won't get their act together. And it's real. And it's real, but your mental health is your priority. Please do not visit anyone if you know your your mental health is going to take a back seat. If it's going to take a back seat to your mental health, don't let it happen. Whether you believe in Santa Claus or not, why are we continuously debating this to the point where you're cussing folks out about what you believe or what happens in your home? When my kids started going to school, we had, we talked about Santa when we, when they were younger and when my kids started going to school, that's when, of course, that's when the light bulb comes on or we would just have, we were going to have the conversation, but you know how kids do. If you send your kids to school and there's something you don't want them to know, I have now just taken the privilege of just going ahead and telling them because one of their little waterhead friends is going to tell them. And I promise you it's going to be a thing. Well, one, I think my son went to school and he's like, this is a couple years ago. He's 12 years old now, but he's like, one of my friends says Santa's not real and that parents buy all the gifts. So when he asked me, I said, yeah, he asked me, I was honest with him. I told him, yes. Um, and then I asked him, I said, but you know what? The spirit of Christmas is what we celebrate the most. And whether it's about a Santa or your parents or whomever, it's about the spirit of, you know, of Christmas. And so what did you want to, what do you want to do? And so we made that decision that we were going to just celebrate the spirit of Christmas. And that was that we were good with that. People, stop telling people what they're supposed to believe in. Why does it matter what people's core belief system is if it doesn't imp uh, and stop you from believing what you believe, right? 
I just never got in, in, involved with that. Like, that's why I don't get caught up in religious conversations about who's my God is better than your God or your God is better than my God. Because you know what? I don't care what name he has or she has. Like, I need y'all to serve and act like you got some sense because whatever God that you have can't and get you to get on the spirit of act right. What are we doing anyway? Like if you're sitting over here cussing people out every other 2.3 seconds and you're mood, you're rude, inconsiderate, you lie, you cheat, you steal, you got all these different things, but you weren't about what somebody labels something. We got bigger fish to fry than worrying about if Santa is real for you or not. Now, whether you're single, whether you're married, newly divorced, you have a family or you don't, meaning you have children or you do not. The one number one rule that I, I want you to have for yourself is to make time for yourself. I get it. I have a lot going on. I do 90% of the shopping for Christmas gifts from either side of families for the most part. Um, I have the business that I'm running, this podcast. I have work. I have all kinds of things that are going down. What I need you to understand is that you still need time for yourself. Do not let anybody impede on your personal, you know, personal time. I love that in our house, we can have that personal time. Like we, it's a priority. We teach our kids like how to self-care. We don't teach them how to, they have to do it exactly like the other person, but we do teach them how to self-care. I need you to increase your self-care. I really do need you to increase your self-care. So this Christmas, we're going to leave folks alone. We're not going to have to knuck if you buck because you're going to come in and you're going to have some common sense. But if you don't and you try to be rude and considerate, you're going to get matched with the same level of energy. We're going to make sure that we're not going into debt because nobody is worth going into debt for and having our stuff shut off. I used to know a family that used to have all this stuff. I mean, new phones every Christmas, new this, new that. And by literally by the 1st of January, their stuff would be shut off. They have a shut off notice. Like how are we at this point where we're still shopping and doing all these things, but we're not paying bills. Like paying bills is, it's gotta go. It's gotta go hand in hand, pay them bills first. See what you have left. And that becomes your budget. See what you have left. Do what you can. Spread it out. I took and started buying stuff, you know, chopping it up little by little by little because I'm not going into debt and I'm not charging anything, not using a credit card at all. I'm not doing it. And I'm blessed to say that I can, that that is the case. I'm thinking about other people outside of myself. I'm considerate of other people's feelings and their hurt, their pain that they may be going through and giving some grace this, this Christmas season. I'm making sure that my children and you're going to make sure your kids that you have them around you and that you're not allowing them to go to other people's houses, tearing up things because we're going to keep hold of them. And we're going to have our coin ready when they do destroy something without an argument, without an argument, we're going to go ahead and fix it. We are going to stay home if we are sick. We're going to make sure that we are not going to everyone's house. Instead of spreading Christmas cheer to everyone here, we're not going to be spreading Christmas sickness for everybody to get, you know, get got. We're not doing that this season. We're going to take care of our mental health. We're going to recognize when our mental health is not up to par and there's things that we need to do. We're going to take a step back for when we need to do it. Um, and we're just going to do whatever that we can to make sure that we are good this holiday season. Now, this this is gospel show coming at Theater Horizons, it is located in Norristown, Pennsylvania. It's about maybe less than an hour or so from Philadelphia. About, about For me, it's like maybe 40 minutes from Philadelphia. And we have on this amazing podcast, we have Jessica. And she is the director. And we talked that talk 
Christmas and gospel music, all the things and about the concert. I can't wait for you to hear it. But Jessica grew up in the church and she went to church every Sunday and choir rehearsal every Wednesday. And one of her earliest memories of singing in front of a group of people was singing a duet with her twin sister in front of their church. Listen, she's a twin. I'm a twin. We connected on that level as well. Um, There is just something about a group of people singing together. And she realized at a very young age that music has the power, the power to transform us, to move us, to make us think about the world around us and all keeping us all together. But when she finally came out to her family and loved ones, she questioned whether she belonged in the place where she grew up meeting in church, because, you know, church sometimes doesn't always coincide with um, being a part of the LGBTQ plus um, community. And all her life, she thought she was taught to believe that being queer person was wrong. Um, she should be, re- and, and that she should be resisting it. And somehow she could, you know, they could change her and all these other things. But she feared her loved ones would turn away because of who she loved and how she loved. Because it went against everything that she had was taught. Um, so for a long time, she tried to, you know, be like everyone else. And she tried to, you know, the, but the more she tried, the further she felt away from her, she fell away from her faith. And she well fell away from herself and she distanced herself from the church as an institution because that is what happens. And I know that so well, but even in the toughest time, there was always gospel music in her life. And then she is also in theater and in musical theater, she discovered how many of her peers had grown up in church and they were drawn to the community and the camaraderie that music could offer. She performed in the color purple and that brought her back to her faith and made her a stronger performer. She was no longer afraid to share her whole self, meaning being queer, being herself. And I love that for her, but there is nothing like gospel music. There is a song for every circumstance and for everyone. And her hope is that for you today is that whether you are a regular churchgoer or you just want to hear amazing music, that you walk away with the ideas about the world and experience a moment of transformation at the gospel show. And she hopes that when you come to the show in Norristown, that you're going to have an amazing time, that it's going to be liberating. It's going to be free. So let us get into this conversation that Jess and I had, because let me tell you, it was one for the books. Listen, I've said it before as a PK, it's something beautiful and amazing when you come together with somebody who understands. When somebody understands, it just feels like you're talking to somebody you've known forever. So we're going to get into this conversation. We're going to make sure that you one, get tickets to the show. It's happening today on tomorrow and on Sunday, two shows on Saturday, two shows, I believe on Sunday and one show tonight on Friday. So I need you to make sure you get the tickets. Of course, as always, the ticket information will be in my show notes. Make sure when you get done listening to it, that you go ahead over there and click in it so that you can get your tickets. I hope to see you there because I'm going to be there. Not telling you which day, but I am going to be there and I cannot wait. So let's get into this conversation. And Jess, thank you so much for being a part of Conversations with Toy. All right. Happy Friday conversations with toy family. Listen, listen, I say this quite often, especially when I have guests, like I literally will say this quite often, but today I have to use it again because it's so timely. We have Jess Johnson in the building. Now (laughs) that may not be of significance to you if you're not a theater person, but if you are a theater person, 
you know who she is. First of all, she's playing currently <laughs> in Fat Hand, which I saw her opening night with my daughter. And let me just preface, I did do the review of which I've already stated for Fat Hand. It is for an older audience. So mm -hmm. I did not bring my younger kids. I brought the high schoolers. So that's that, that let's say that right now. Um, but number two, it is very timely because it talks, it's about family dynamics. It talks about mm -hmm. being seen. It's about being free. It's listen, just read the review if you want to. I'll put that in the show notes. But we have Jess here, and she's also, listen, this girl has many talents. So not only <laughs> is she running and doing Fat Ham right now at the Wilma Theater, she's also going to be at Theater Horizon because they are having a holiday show, and it just happens, just happens to be a gospel artist. And this is a gospel show, and if you've been on this podcast, you know that I'm a PK, you know <laughs> that this conversation is going to be a blast. So Jess, first of all, thank you for being here today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm too excited. Like, and and and, and let me just preface this. I want my mama, I know she's gonna be listening. I want you to tune into this one. <laughs> um, but so let's get into first of all, let's get into what gospel music means to you. What does yeah. it mean to you? Oh, so many things. I grew up in the church. Um, I was, you know, baptized at a young age, and it's there's nothing like gospel music. It is transformative. It has always been with me in my life. And I actually learned how to sing. My grandmother, uh, Sylvia taught my sister, I have a twin sister and I how to sing. And uh, we learned a gospel song. We learned Amazing Grace. Uh, and I know that because they recorded it <laughs> and played <laughs> it back for us. Um, but it's always been a part of my life. And there's, I say it so many times, I've said it so many times to the cast and in the program and the script, like there's a song for everything, every circumstance, every experience that you have. And it doesn't matter what your faith walk looks like. Um, I, I firmly believe that gospel music is for everyone. I could not agree. So just learned a new tidbit about you that you are a twin and so am I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Mm-hmm. Yes, twins in the building. <laughs> yes, twin power, twin unite. Listen, yes. And for those who keep asking, yes, I actually have a twin. It's a girl twin. Her name is Tiara. It's a real twin. Like, it's my mom. Amazing. She'll tell you. Are hey, you identical? We're fraternal. Okay, we're identical. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, we often forget that. We're like, that's my sister. And people will be like, You also happen to look exactly alike. And I'd be like, My bad. <laughs> I think you look different. I look at her all the time. <laughs> right. You just, you get so used to it. I, I feel like you get used to the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lifestyle. It's really true. Um, yeah. Now I want to go and lean into this conversation when you said that there is a song for every situation. And I know that to be true because there, and I actually, if I'm having a mental health moment for me, mm -hmm. I'm going to go to certain songs, for instance, um, now, of course, I'm drawing a blank, but Fred Hammond is one of the ones that I go to. If my spirit bucket is on like negative, I feel like my yeah. mental health is down in the dumps. I have really hit a plat. I just literally dropped. I'm going yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's just one of the artists where I just like cling to. Like, that's just how it is. But I grew up singing the mm -hmm. choir. My mother just happened to be the choir director. My yeah. father just happened to be the drummer. So um, oh wow yeah come from a very musical family but um being in the choir singing songs learning how to sing from your grandmother 
I want you to go and take me back to the point where you felt like, and I know you talked about, well, we're going to talk about this, about how you felt like you had to, you like walked away from your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, when I, like, when I realized that I was queer, um, it really combated with uh, and conflicted with a lot of what I had been taught. Um, not what was put into practice, but this, you know, people said that this is what the scripture says. And in Bible study, they're like, this is the scripture. This is what you need to do. And um, I, you know, I was in college and I wasn't out. I didn't come out until a later age. And um, I was like, what, what is, how can I exist in this space that talks about loving everyone and accepting everyone and love myself knowing that there are people in the church that won't simply because of how I love and who I love and that felt ironic that felt wrong it didn't make sense I'm like if God made me in God's image to get to get spiritual and institutional about it for a second but God the universe however you prescribe if I was made in the image of all that that the, the world, the universe has to offer, that God has to offer. Am I not already done? I'm, I'm finished, I'm a finished product just like anybody else. I just continue to work on the being better, loving more, loving harder, going further in my faith. And so it was like, I had a moment where I was like, actually, I think that's on you. That's between you and the Lord, um, you and the universe. Um, but in that time, I, you know, I grew up in the church. I stopped going. I still, I always had my Bible. Still got it. I got it in my dressing room right now. Um, look, and you know, flipping through the pages, relying on scripture. But when I was really far and and was kind of like lost, like I don't know, theater is hard. Like, what what am I doing? What is my purpose? Like, why am I here? There was I could turn on you know any gospel playlist and be taken right back to cleaning the house on Saturday mm-hmm. or, you know, riding in the car on the way to church or on the way to brunch or, you know, goofing around with my friends and like singing, play, you know, you know, playing church essentially and being like, oh, this thing that we do, you know, mm-hmm. the culture of it all is so, uh, it's so real, so endearing and, and it really does unite, you know, people, I'm not a PK kid, but <laughs> and I know that that's, that, that, that hits different. Yeah, um, it does. Having been with friends who are PK kids. Garrick is a PK kid. That's the music director of the show. Like hearing those stories and and being surrounded by people who also like are like you know what? Even when I'm far from my faith, I can turn to these songs and there it the scripture exists. The word exists within that, and I think music has the power to move us without our permission. Um, I firmly believe that that's the power of music. And I think that gospel music, just like any other music, can change your mood, can shift your mood. Because I feel you on the mental health when I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling low, Lord. I don't know what's going on, universe. Like, it's really hard right now. And I turn on, you know, work it out. (laughs) Or, you know, I I turn on, Mm -hmm. I need you to survive. And I'm like, in my feelings, like, oh, I got in an argument with this friend. I need to take a minute. Like, there's something, there's a song for everything. And I mean, it, that's, you know, that's biblical. Like there's nothing going to the sun, but that, 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 that goes for any and, and everyone across all faiths. 
I think mm-hmm. that that's that we can say universally that like we know that we need one another. We know that love is at the core of 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 how we need to exist and how we operate and and who and how we pray. Those are the details. Um, but what matters is that we do it. Um, and we do it in the way that honors who we are and where we are. I love that. Um, I grew up where my mom, again, she was the choir director and everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. But like, what you don't understand is she had three kids, me and my twin right. and my mm-hmm. brother. So my yeah. twin sang alto, my brother sang tenor and I was the soprano. And so basically we so would run. We were the ones that practiced that song. So we knew them songs by the back of our hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of had to, because you can't live with a, if you live with a choir director, you already know they're going to play a song 20 times. My husband, yeah. to this day, he knows I'm going, if I, if something tunes me into something, I'm going to play it 20 times still. But one of the things that I, and, and this to just give testament to what you were saying is when I was growing up, I would see my mom, she would, she wouldn't care. She'd pull off of the side of the road. She was having a moment and it wouldn't be mm-hmm. like, sometimes it would be like, okay, I want to shout, but sometimes it'd just be to cry or be the release because gospel music again it's just going to touch you and I remember as a kid remember seeing her doing that and so it's extremely transformative like completely transformative regardless of where you are in your stages of life Um, one of the things I want to talk about you said about when you performed in the color purple how did the significance of that bring you back into the fold as the folks would say bring you back into the fold yeah I'd like so I first I want to preface by saying like I read the book <laughs> multiple times during the run of that show, like five times. And every chapter, every moment um, that Celia is speaking, because she's 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 um, writing, it's written as, as letters. That's not giving a lot away. Uh, mm-hmm. But she always starts it with Dear God, every single chapter. Uh, and I was like, oh, like you just, you out here, like queer, don't know what you I can I can relate to that. That's not mm-hmm. the thing. Um, that brought me in, but it, it and like reading through and and listening to that journey and doing the research and realizing that that was someone's grandmother. Like Alice Walker is talking about a family member. It reminds you, like we see these characters in these plays, and we are reminded that there are other forms of existence and like how people exist is real and true, and uh, it doesn't necessarily speak to our experience. We learn something when we experience that, uh, and that to me is the power of theater um one of the many powers and for being in that cast with all these people who were pks and people who were like serving in their church um and and were in ministry uh and also people who weren't but like loved the music and like loved the community that it brings that is what drew me in because regardless of where people were or or are how they um commune with the lord the universe um they we all came together on this music we knew exactly what this music was because it also honors our ancestors it honors who we are at our core when we hear that music when we when we form when we put those chords together um we we are we are bonding we are creating a space together um which was like I was just like oh my gosh and like to be in a space to tell a story to tell the story of Celia specifically a queer black woman through you know what is like five decades is like it was huge and like to have an audience 
tune in and stay tuned in and drawn in because of the music and just the cast, the cast being with my cat, we still talk, like we still talk about like it was transformative. And I know that part of that is we had an amazing cast of people, Amina Robinson, the director, and Amanda Warren put together an amazing group and we we sung in a way that like allowed us to 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 go to a different place together and share that. And I was like, oh I and it will work on you, right? Like words have power to say mm-hmm. like I'm beautiful and I'm here. Like there's so many people in, in the world that want to tell you like what your life ought to look like. Um, so many systems rather, not just people, but systems. Um, and so to be able to use those words and apply them to life and share them so that others might also was like, I was like, I got to just be out here. I got to be out. I got to be proud. I have to allow all that I am to exist as I am um, to, to honor that I, you know, am here. Well, I, well, first of all, that is absolutely on point and true. And a little plug for The Color Purple because they are, the new movie, which is based yeah. on the, sh- the the Broadway show, is going to be out on Christmas Day. I've already seen it. I've seen it as a special preview. Oh, okay. So I've seen it. I've I've seen it. Um, For those who are going to see it, because I talked about this last week on the, okay, on the okay, podcast, okay. I just want y'all to grab tissues. I just need you to bring no makeup. Like, okay. don't be like, don't come in your like, don't because you're gonna you're you. gonna go out there looking crazy. And when I tell you there was okay. parts in the movie where I started to ugly cry, Ooh. I mean it. Like, mm. okay, it it got me. And again, okay. I mean, obviously, I've seen the original movie, mm-hmm. um, seen the Broadway Broadway play, Broadway play, but. Just seeing this on the screen, it was like taking the Broadway play and put it in HD, putting it on the Ooh. screen and bringing it to light. It was crystal. It was clear. It was everything. And the songs, the the sisterhood, like all of those things. So I'm telling you now, for those okay. who are listening, Hold bring up. the tissues. Because in Not part the cute that you- little travel pack that you take. Something. Please have it. Yes, because you need that okay. in the cute little you purse. The full you need the full thing. Okay. All because right. I'm telling you now- even on the parts that we can repeat, like, you know, when everybody goes to the play, they all know certain yeah. points. So one, be prepared so because of that, all that. You don't <laughs> want to say it in the movie theater. So if you're going thinking people ain't going to do that, don't go because people are going to say it at the most key points. You got to do it for the culture. You, you got to do it for the culture. Yeah. I, I was glad to be in the room. It was a huge little showing. It was great. But um have the tissues on deck. There were so many parts where I literally, when I said ugly cry, I mean, shown mm. up ugly cry. But I also remember those moments when I would be in church or I remember those moments when I would go to a gospel uh, gospel concert, just like you're going to go this weekend when you go to Theater Horizons. Yes. And you're going to see them because they have shows on Friday, we got Saturday and we have Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter where you are, like the song works the words sometimes sometimes it's just the chords sometimes it don't even be the part when you get to the mute like the actual word it's sometimes it's just the chords depending on where mm-hmm. you are it's going to grab you it's going to talk to mm-hmm. you it's going to heal you at certain points it's going to allow you to release um 
my best friend, I called her as soon as I saw that it was happening. And I was like, girl, you want to go to this concert with me? She was like, girl, absolutely. And so we're like excited, <laughs> like, because we already know when we go into the building. And the fact mm-hmm. that you have a PK on there, I already, as a director, I already know <laughs> that it's going to be amazing. So I'm already like geeked up and excited. Just, just excited. I'm, I'm so excited. Like I, when I, when I started out doing like writing the script and trying to come up with like the combinations of songs, I was like, how do I honor that gospel music is for everyone? Um, and that was by just like inviting everyone and, and all people to come. Because I think that I mentioned this because I think what you said really hits the nail on the head of like, just come hear the music. It's just the chords. Like there is a message to be received no matter at, like considering any and all practice like it is for everyone um and historically for our country it is for everyone it, it was birthed out of uh, out of our ancestral struggle and our process and our triumph like right. it it's a part of our country's history um so come get into the history absolutely you know? So yeah, now that I know a little bit more about you, ask, you know? <laughs> yeah. now that I know a little bit more about you, your per, your play, your part in Fat Ham makes mm. even more sense. Oh yeah. It makes yeah. I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm not gonna go into it, but all I have to say is it makes actually all the sense. I can't wait to talk yeah. to my daughter when I, I'm gonna show her this video. Like I want her to see because like at the end of the day, we were we were talking about it. And for those who are understand, we're talking about Fat Ham that's playing at the Wilma Theater. It's still playing. It is going until December the 30th. Yeah. And so you want to make sure you get your tickets again. That will be in the show notes. So we're going to put this as a double. This is like a two for one deal. We're talking about <laughs> yeah. a little bit of Fat Ham. We got the show, the gospel um, holiday show at uh, Theater Horizon. So it's two for one. We get somebody as talented as Jess, we got to have a two for one. So uh, we're going to have both shows. Um, but the one that we're talking about exclusively with gospel music is happening this particular weekend. And we want you to get there. I'm, it's in Norristown. We get it. We know that it's a little ways out. But I promise you, listen, even if you didn't go to church, if, you, if you're like, you know, I'm not going to church on Sunday because I'm actually not going to go because I'm going to go mm-hmm. to church there. at Yes, the yes, yes. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's just what I'm going to do. You that's, don't have look, to be, I, that's all I want. I want people to come and have the experience that they need. Yeah. Right. It's going, you're going to get in what you're willing to get out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're going to get in what you're willing to get out. So if you go and you just let the, the power of music ministry is absolutely amazing. And a lot of people even use it in therapy too, because you can go mm-hmm. for musical therapy. It it does work. It does heal. It does bring your, bring you back to a safe space. Like it does all these things. And even if you leave out of the building, and you know life is going to come as soon as you hit the door. The one mm-hmm. thing you'll get is the strength to handle it, the mental capacity to continue going on. Like you should be able to fill your cup up yeah. at Theater Horizons. You really should. Yeah, come get full. Take that ride. Listen, I'm taking that ride. ride I'm actually. So we can go on that journey. <laughs> yes. I told my I friends, <laughs> we got a group of like different eclectic of friends that are going. And like some of them have like never really been to a church experience like at all. Some of them are just like, you know, they've been there. They can't wait. They they know what to expect. And some people who don't, but like I told them, I was like, you know, go, just go and listen, go listen, go hear. Cause you're going to be in the atmosphere. Yeah. You're going to be in an atmosphere where it's going to be safe. 
and there is something for everyone. And I think that that's really important. Um, when I pitched it initially, I was really hesitant because like I mentioned, I just wanted everyone to come and like receive whatever they needed. And like, my hope is that people will continue to come to the concert and, and say, I just really like that song. That even if it's like, I like that song, that song is catchy. That song made me happy. That song made me move in my seat. Like that's what the music is there for. Um, whatever that transformation looks for you, we don't, we don't quantify it. We just qualify it. Like, let it be. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited to hear that you all are coming and like that there's this like, there's like a spectrum of like experience PK, like in mm-hmm. church and like, I don't know, I'm just coming to see what happens. Right. Like, the that's one, what this concert is about. <laughs> yeah. The one friend and was like, cause I have a big SUV. She's like, you get in the boat. Okay. I'm like, I'm putting this in the boat. We're getting in the boat. So like at its core it's really about community the show uh involves a couple of professional performers who we've seen um in in other shows like candace who was also in the color purple um will be performing and uh they're also like community we have community members from norristown that are a part that are participating who who do and don't um who come from different walks of faith uh, and, and spiritual practice and who, um, you know, who are also in that place of like, I go to church every Sunday or like, I've never been to church or right. I, I'm, I'm rediscovering and redefining some things for myself. So like, know when you're in the audience that you're not alone. And that like, when people are on stage, your community, your actual community is with you. And also like navigating, celebrating, experiencing alongside you, which I think, uh, and my hope is that, that like people know I, the holidays can be crazy. Like this is the time to come and be in community. They can feel lonely. It can feel, it can be a lot for your mental health. Family yes, can be challenging. Like it can listen. be great, but it can also be challenging. It, the finances can be challenging. There's a lot of things that go on in the holidays that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Focus on like, you know, the, we live in a society that focuses on like gifts and celebrations, right? There's also grief. There's also celebration, there's joy, there's challenges, there's triumphs. It, come get all of that. Bring all of you to this. Um, that's my hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, I listen, 100% agree. Because um, no. I was going to say the I same hope. thing when it comes to, you know, there, there's people in every spectrum, you know, there's not, there's people who don't have people to share the holidays with. Right. And that's one of the biggest things for me, because I know how many people want to be in community but like maybe their family dynamic which a lot i i know a lot of people's family dynamic ain't always great so it's like you know they don't want to go home or they have friends that they hang out with or whatever the case may be but you know especially this close to the holidays you know Mm -hmm. come and receive like just receive Mm -hmm. because it's it is a celebration and it is it it just i just can't i just can't put it in words and that's the beautiful part about it like when you leave and you're like i just don't like you'll have these feelings and they're all over the place. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what you want. Cause you may go home and it's like, let me look on my Spotify and add this song to my, to my mm-hmm. list. Add and it to the playlist. <laughs> the little seed has been sown. You don't even realize it. Like you don't even realize, like you may replay that back when you're having a, a, a good day or a bad day, whatever day you're having, yeah, you, you just exactly. go back and play it. Cause that's what, that's what we do. That's what we yeah, do. Absolutely. And there's just something really magical about being able to share a practice and a tradition with community like wherever they are to really just meet people where they are at a time 
um, that can be exciting and also just as equally challenging. I really love that Theater Horizon um, focuses on the community that it is in. I love that they they acknowledge and are are ready to to do that work to connect and also to speak to to, to make space to speak honestly. Like, hey, I can say I know the holidays are hard. We have music for you. I know that you're excited that you're with family. We have something for you. And for them to create a space to have a gospel concert that allows for this interfaith community and like communities to converge in one space. I'm so grateful to the theater for continuing to do that work. We always talk about like, well, what is the work in theater? What is the responsibility of like citizens as that are artists and how do we move forward and, and contribute in a way that contributes in a positive um in a positive way that that builds upon itself and and theater horizon is is doing that and i'm so grateful to to our community members that are participating to to everyone that is involved because it takes many hands mm-hmm. yes <laughs> to make a show many many hands <laughs> indeed and theater horizon i've been um, going to them for the last couple of years and they have really done a great job um like you said involving the community i can't say that enough you know they really do like they care about the community it shows in the production even shows in the style of productions that they bring because they're bringing stories for people who don't always look like um the most popular of populations and they're bringing different layers of story and i love that i love that so i have one more question for you we talked about about music we talked about both of your productions Talked about making sure people get, you know, get that car ride up and put your gospel music on up on your way to the show. Talked about all those things. (laughs) How do you fill your cup? Because right now you currently are, have your hands in at least two productions right now. And you are always busy because the second I seen the, um, when I went to Fat Ham, I was telling my daughter, I was like, I pulled up my blogs and I was like, you see how I've reviewed her, blah, blah, blah. And um, so how do you keep your self-balance? What is your self-care look like for you yeah um this is something that I think I'm still learning the first thing I'm learning is like that the routine for self-care changes and that's the only routine but you must have a routine um that's for me um and also really allowing for rest like rest can be self-care um like sleeping in for me in the past couple of weeks being having hands in two buckets I was like nope right now you sleep you like actually just you get some more rest because you can't function well or efficiently without it, right. um, without it. so rest um drinking water minding my business um <laughs> and also um I love bubble baths mm. I love me a bubble bath with a bath bomb oh my lord love it light a candle Bye. I'm a prune. I'll see y'all when I see y'all. If I see y'all, I might just go going down the drain. I, I love it. I love a bath. And uh, yeah, just having a time and exercise. Um, I've like recently returned to like getting into an exercise regimen and it's been really helpful for mental health um, because it's not just about like the relaxation of it. It's also the work. Self-care is also work. It is an act of self-preservation. Um, to quote Audre Lorde, and that requires some effort, um, which is not to be discounted. It doesn't make it easy. It doesn't mean it's like, oh, I take a bubble bath, easy, done. It's like, no, therapy, journaling, going for a run, lifting weights, um, those things for mental health. So yeah, that is my long answer to self-care. Just no, having no, no. a routine 
I'm yeah. glad that you said that it changes because people think like, okay, if you have these set core things, like you said, these are your, like your normal go-tos, but at every given moment, it could be something completely different. I mean, for me, yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, I'm going to treat myself to a certain lunch that I know I want um, just because I need to eat, but I also just want to enjoy my meal, not just eat it just to survive. Like I want to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I'm big on sleep. Like sleep is mm-hmm. a great way to in, mm-hmm. to increase self-care because sometimes and you know just from running around you just you're doing so much you got to be mm-hmm. at so many places and so many things are pulling on you and it's like yeah. I just want to rest I want to rest my mind like I want to not continuously mm-hmm. rolling around the 20,000 things I didn't do for the day like just allowing your mind right. to simply rest and giving yourself grace that if you didn't finish those 2011 things that if the time allots, you can pick it up again and right. know that it's going to be okay. You know, not that mm-hmm. it has to be the doom and gloom like I used to do when I was younger. Because you know, you have to be like, oh, I have to be on everything I have and to do like, a million things. No, we're not being. Yeah, we're just gonna take a break. <laughs> we're yeah. just gonna sit over yeah. here in this corner. We're gonna... The difference between being busy and being productive. <laughs> that part. Everybody wants to be busy yeah, until they realize you're not productive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did twenty things and you did nothing. Like you did nothing. Yeah. We don't want that. For you. We want you to do, be, actually be productive. If you do two things and you're productive, we're good. That's good too. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. So one, just thank you for being with us on the show. And again, two things, actually three. One, get your tickets. They are in the show notes so you can go see Theater Horizons. Gather some friends and go make it a little mini road trip. You need that before the holidays. Just get a little mini road trip and go to Norristown and go see it. So number one. Number two, for those who are just like, I'm stuck in the city, um, that's fine. Get tickets to go see Fat Hand, which is playing until December the 30th. Um, the show is amazing. Please don't take younger kids. You will be doing the earmuffs, 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 like every 2.3 seconds. But those earmuffs are necessary. You need to hear it because it is necessary. Trust me, I'm not going to give you no more because I'm going to rip the review in the show notes for you as well. So you have no excuse. Yeah. Number three, remember, whatever you are going to come in and get, you don't have it have to be any form of fashion. You don't have to wear nothing special. You can come in jeans. You can come in sweats. You don't have to have no special outfit. You don't got to get super dressed up. Just come as you are and leave as you choose. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything? That's everything. Um, yeah, please come to the show as you are. Come with an open mind and open heart. We will meet you there. Uh, we hope to see you either Friday night. There's two performances on Saturday and two performances on Sunday. Uh, the Saturday and Sunday have a 3 p.m. and a 7.30 p.m. So you can come and see us in the afternoon or you can spend your evening with us. Um, and yeah, give us a give us a shout out on uh, Theater Horizons uh, Instagram if you enjoyed the show. Um, and yeah, please come see the things and, and, and uh, have a wonderful holiday. And thank yes. you so much. <laughs> Especially if you're going on Friday and Saturday, always tag them. Theater Horizon has always been great to reshow, you know, uh, reshare um, stories and things like that because it helps to generate the people. And also, so you can get a, like a little sneak peek of what you're going to see because you're going to book your tickets in the show notes and get there. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. have all of this on the show notes. And if you follow me on social media, as you probably already do, you know, I'm going to have it all over the place. So it's going to be just. Everything is going to be there. I want you to get there. So you can't have any excuse as to why you didn't go. I want you to get there. Meet, beat me there. Like beat me there. Find me and I'll, we'll talk. And if you see me there, if you see Jess and you can talk, talk, talk to her. Yeah. Make sure, make sure you say hello. Say hello to me too. I'm not anti-social. I don't know why people think that I'm not anti-social. 
Um, so if you see me, you can say hi. Gosh, I'm not. I'm right. I'll be there. I'll say hi. I'm excited. Right. So I can't wait. Thank you, Jess, so much for taking your time out and being with us because you are a super, super busy woman. As are you. I really appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. And I look forward to looking at this review. Mm, I can't. Like, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, it's out. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. Okay. So what did you think? Listen, I felt so energized speaking with her. Like I felt like I was talking to one of the church people that I used to grow up with or something, but we were on good terms. Like it felt amazing. And listen, you don't have to be a churchgoer. You don't have to be of the Christian faith to come and listen to this gospel concert because regardless of what faith you are, what you believe in, it's going to do something. It's going to have a little bit of movement. It's going to move you in some way. I hope that you do go to, um, theater horizons and listen to their amazing gospel show i cannot wait to hear it i'm bringing i'm loading up the van I'm, like my church you folks used to say we're loading up the van i'm loading up my suv and bringing a whole bunch of people along with me and we're going to go and have us a good time because i can't wait to get into the building to hear some good old-fashioned gospel music slow fast musically acapella i don't care i just love listening to gospel music some of my favorite songs some of my favorite artists are fred hammond john p key um, Daryl Coley, all of these amazing singers that I grew up listening to. And it just feels good. Sometimes all the, quite often I go, gospel music is my go-to and it's very healing for me. And I, like I said, in the, when we talked to Jess, like I use it for mental health care. There are times when I'm, my bucket is so extremely low. I feel so low. I've been running around getting all these things done, but I just need to be leveled back out. And sometimes if not often, I will listen to gospel music. There's just nothing, you know, just something about it. In the midst of my hardest therapy sessions, it was always gospel music that I listened to right after because again, it balanced me out. It made me feel amazing about myself. It made me see myself in different lights. And it also made me feel grateful. It caused me to go back into my prayer life. It did all these different things. And as a mom, you know, I remember when my parents listened to gospel music or they would listen to it in the car and, you know, they'll have it playing in the house. We don't always do the whole Saturday cleaning anymore with it, but we still do it. We still listen to it. And I just love everything about it. This season, because it is the most hardest hit, I too share in feeling a little down sometimes in the Christmas season, even though Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. Even though if you go on my social media, you'll see all this Christmas stuff and all these things that I'm doing to celebrate the season. But still in behind the scenes, I still feel grief. I still feel pain. Um, every Christmas, I think about my great-grandfather and uh, my great-grandmother, but my great-grandfather, he had passed around the Christmas season. I remember that as a kid and I was close. A lot of people can't say that they knew their great-grandparents the way that I know and knew my great-grandparents. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I don't even count it. I just count it an honor to know that I knew them, to know that my kids knew my great my great-grandmother and that's their great, great grandmother. She lived long enough to see all three of my children and they knew her. If I play a video right now and they hear her voice immediately, we all start crying immediately. All of us, we just, we all start crying. I remember the first time I had, I was in a car and I had one of my other family members send me, a, I was looking for some, um, I needed some videos of her because I was doing a project. 
and they sent me this clip and it was like a video clip of her and I played it in the car. Now I played the video, but we weren't watching it, just listening to the audio version of it. Immediately I started crying. I look in the back of the car, my kids are boohooing. We miss Mamo. And pain and grief doesn't get any better. My great-grandmother has been gone for some time and my great-grandfather passed when I was in junior high. And I remember because I had the Christmas solo and I sang it and performed it in front of the school, but I couldn't perform it in front of the parents at night because we had to get in the car to drive down from, thanks to Pennsylvania, to uh, Gaston, South Carolina. And listen, I remember it just like it was yesterday. And anytime I hear Psalms 91, which was my great-grandfather's favorite scripture, we all know it. I remember him and there's a song by John P. Key that says Noel and my daughter's name is Noel. But when I hear it, the strings of the song, it's a, it's a seemingly slow song, but it's something about the way John P. Key arranged this particular song that literally there's a part of the song that goes, there's no singing. It just goes into like a musical moment right in that musical moment. As every time I hear it, I think about my great grandfather every single time every single time. And so that pain, but joy comes in the, in, in the midst of that. Because when I think about my great grandfather, I get really sad, but then I hear the words again, when it says Noel and my daughter's name being Noel, it makes me balance out life and death at that moment. Literally at that moment, every time I hear it, um, certain songs will evoke that memory for me. And with my great grandfather, also listening to, uh, Fred Hammond's go Gabriel, because we listened to that CD had just came out that year. You know, everybody makes a gospel song or a gospel um, album. And that particular CD of Fred Hammond's came out the year that he passed. And my parents, because I, t I correlate music with so many different events because of my upbringing, my mom being a choir director, my father being a drummer, we come from a very musical family. I automatically associate people's, I associate situations, whether it be death or life or some type of big event with music. I talked to my therapist about it and she was saying how that's actually a very healing thing to do. But these are the moments that I think about. So please understand that you can have duality where you can feel the grief of losing a loved one. You can feel the pain that's associated with that, but you can also feel the uplifting. And that's what gospel music does. It allows me to go into that moment to feel and to keep them in my memory and keep them fresh in my heart and my mind. But it also gives me that peace and that healing at the same time. So for all those who are in the dumps, they feel like their mental health is trash. They feel like they don't have a single person that hears them, sees them, or appreciates them, or doesn't want to change them. You know, sometimes when you're going through the worst parts of your life, you don't want somebody to come in and tell you all the things you shoulda, coulda, woulda. Sometimes just let me have my moment. Let me have my moment to sit in the fact that I made a mistake. And what can I do to correct it without you telling me, girl, you so off you, this and that. We already know that. That's like, but wait, we know where we are. We can see that. And oftentimes we can see the ugliness that we are portraying and we're working on it. And we don't need the, the flag and the flashlight on it because while we're putting flashlights on somebody else, there's a flashlight coming right back on us. And this is exactly why I had to learn that quick lesson in therapy that although I went for the wrong reasons, I ended up meeting myself there because while I was pointing the fingers out, I had a thousand and one of me pointing my own fingers at myself. And so I had to deal with me. And that's why from, from since then, I deal with me. 
Even when me and my husband are having an issue, I say to myself, what do I need to do as part of the situation? Instead of me saying, what does he need to do? How can I fix me? How can I work on myself? Because while I'm working on myself, I don't have time to judge what he should have said or what he should have done. And then therefore I can try to get to a better understanding and a better meeting place with him. And we can try to work this out. Please take time for yourself this holiday season. We will be back next week because that is definitely the, what two days before Christmas. No, a couple days, but I think it's three or four days. But nonetheless, we will be back next Friday where I'm going to start showing to you some of my favorite Christmas memories. We shared this episode before, but I have some new ones that I want to put into the atmosphere about some of my favorite Christmas memories some of the favorite Christmas memories that I enjoy doing with my family. I hope it'll give you some ideas for some last minute things that you may need. I'm going to talk about how to the things that I do um, that helped me when I was in Christmas um, spirit, but also dealing with my mental health. I'm also going to talk about things you should not say to somebody who's in the middle of trying to get themselves together. You know that they're, they're having some type of mental health issue, certain things that you shouldn't say to a person because it's not okay. I'm also going to be sharing that on my social media, conversations that you should avoid, things you should be more uh, watchful of, things of that sort. So please follow along. I'm trying to get out as much resources that I can, and I'm going to start putting a whole bunch out this whole t t uh, 10 days of Christmas because beyond... The Christmas fun that I've already shared and I probably will continue to share. There are people struggling. So thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Toy. Jess, thank you so much for this conversation about gospel music and seeing the show at Theater Horizons. That's happening this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Make sure you get your tickets. Ticket link will be in the um, show notes as well as seeing Fat Ham because she is amazing in Fat Ham. And if you listen to this conversation and you go back and watch Fat Ham, all of it will click, click, click. So have a good weekend. Do something that is going to fill up your cup. And I will talk with you next week with Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.